0: She came from Providence, one in Rhode Island. Where the old world shadows hang heavy in the air. She packed her hopes and dreams like a refugee, just as her father came across the sea. Hello everyone, this is Bob Maine, your host of today's Survival Show, where our goal is to help you harness the power of choice, to live a more secure life, and to live it on your own terms the way you want to, and to ultimately strengthen your resolve. And as Teddy Roosevelt once said, do what you can with what you have, wherever you are. Thanks for listening. This is episode 55 of today's survival show and if you are a first time listener thanks for tuning in I want to let you know this is a voice of reason we talk about practical ideas and techniques not very many conspiracy theories and things like that and we just try to keep things common sense and what you can do to help set yourself up for a more secure life that's really what we're all about and today's subject matter is entitled The Practical Stocking of Supplies And I want to talk a little bit about some common sense things that you can stock up to get ready for things that may happen. And, you know, as I mentioned all the time, I try to keep things practical. And I don't like to get into a lot of tinfoil hat theories and talk about a whole bunch of paranoia and things like that. That's just not my style. There are some things that we can do, though, that we can stock up reasonably to help us and I'm not gonna talk about hoarding items unfortunately I see too many survival minded people start to hoard and that's kinda of what gives people like us a, uh, a bad name so we'll talk about a few things that could happen and, uh, and what you might want to stock up for and so with that in mind let me dive right into it and get started here on the main topic I want to talk to you about a, a likely scenario that uh, that realistically could happen Maybe you've heard an announcement on the news, or you might hear a news announcement about a pending emergency, a weather disaster or something like that that's coming. Or maybe you're just the kind of person who just wants to start stocking up on some some important items. Maybe you want to be a proactive type of person and uh, and start now so that you can mitigate whatever might happen down the road. Let me ask you a question. What's your first reaction when you hear about some type of an impending emergency or something that might be happening. If you're like about 96% of the adults out there, uh, you, you're going you're to head straight for the store and stock up, right? It, but if you've already got some key items on hand, and you know how to discern the difference between the items that you really need and those that are just foolish to start hoarding, you're going to avoid a lot of the chaos, and, and believe me, folks, if there's, if there's news of an impending disaster or an emergency, there is going to be chaos. And unfortunately, that's about where 95 or 96% of Americans fall into. You know, Cody Lundeen says only about 7% of Americans prepare. So, you know, he's stretching it to 7%. I, I think it's probably actually lower than that. But that leaves 93% of the people out there that are actually part of the problem. So, in this show, I want to give you a list of items that that, that typically you start seeing flying and off the shelf when an emergency strikes. And obviously, if these are the first items to go when doom and gloom is in the forecast, it's also pretty logical to believe that these are the same items that people are going to value most in an emergency, and it's something that you probably might want to start thinking about stocking up on in advance. Now... I'm going to give you a kind of a a list that I've put together, not necessarily in order. I'm not going to say in order of importance. I'm just going to throw some ideas out, and I'm going to let you decide. One thing I want to say is when you're done listening to to this show today, don't just think you have to go out and get all this stuff all at once. You might want to play this podcast a few different times and make your list, and then prioritize and figure out what you're going to do first. Let me start first with a generator if you have to get one of these let me share this don't go skimpy don't don't go cheap on a generator get a good quality one i don't recommend that you waste good money on a generator when you don't have everything else, though. Unfortunately, some people get the idea, I gotta go out and spend a whole ton of money on the generator so I can keep everything running and I can, you know, the neighbors can come over and watch TV and so forth. And then the problem is, is if they're in a financial crunch, that's about all they do. They don't seem to prepare with any other items in any other way. Not a good thing, in my opinion. I humbly believe that a generator should be one of the last things you, you require, or that you, that you acquire, because it's usually considered a luxury item. And, and the worst case scenario is you can trade some of the other valuable items that you have for temporary use of a generator, if there's some kind of a disaster. You know, good old-fashioned bartering. And one of the problems is, in order to use a generator, um, you have to store some gasoline. And gas doesn't have a long uh, shelf life, and it's difficult and sometimes unsafe to store. You also might find yourself a target of thieves. And and they also make quite a bit of noise. So, you know, generators is something I'm not saying you shouldn't have, and those of you who who have invested in them, I'm not saying you've wasted your money, but don't neglect the rest of what I'm going to talk about. And that leads me to water filters and purifiers next. Iodine tablets charcoal based purifiers, gravity type purifiers. Those are all good items. They're ideal. You can also use a solar oven to pasteurize your water. And you can just also store regular old cheap Clorox bleach to purify your water too. As Cody Lundeen mentioned in one of the audio clips that I played, just a couple of teaspoons in a couple of gallons of water can help purify your water. If it has a little bit of a bleach flavor, so what? Uh, At least you know it's good, clean water you can drink, and you're going to be able to survive. Throw a couple of teaspoonfuls in there about 30 or 40 minutes before you want to drink it or use it. Uh, Portable toilets. Another thing you might want to think about. uh, This has kind of been becoming more of a popular item, and it's, uh, it's increasing in price on a regular basis to buy them. You can buy in an inexpensive five-gallon bucket and a toilet lid for it as well. That's kind of a cheap way to go. If you're going to do something like that and make your own, make sure you store some lye and uh, and some other valuable products that you can buy to break down the waste. Clorox is one that comes to mind for me. You can also use Clorox for that for breaking down the waste of a portable toilet. Also, you want to store some heavy-duty plastic bags to line that five-gallon bucket with, and it's also smart to have shovels on hand as well so you can provide ways of disposing the waste. But consider that. Uh, Firewood. Okay? If you're cutting your own wood, it can take sometimes six to twelve months to be sufficiently dry enough to burn. If you're going to buy wood, just shop around get a good deal on it. It takes a lot of wood to use it as heat and light and for cooking. So one thing I might recommend is that you, all, you also store alternative types of fuel in addition to your firewood, things like propane, kerosene. You know, uh, isopropyl alcohol, stuff like that. Whichever fuel, alternative fuel, in addition to the firewood that you choose to store, you also want to make sure that you have the appropriate items necessary to use that fuel. Don't forget about firewood. Next, um, lamp oil, wicks, and of course, lamps. Too often people forget to have lots of wicks for the, for, for the lamps and, and I've read and seen situations where there was plenty of oil but not enough wick and considering that these are pretty cheap items it's kind of a shame not to have them on hand wouldn't you agree have as much oil as you can on hand as much as you can legally store and some people store lamps that function on kerosene kerosene lamps instead of the more traditional uh, expensive lamp oil Next, Coleman fuel. Uh, this is a big one. Now, I'm not advocating this as a uh, particular fuel specifically. I, th- I just say that it's one of the first things to go in the event of a, of a coming disaster. And, and if people start to think that something's going to happen. And, and Coleman fuel is a good way to go. Even though it might not be of importance to you, even if you think, well, that's just, I'm just not going to stock up on that. Think about this. It might be good. For some of your less prepared neighbors. And it also makes a good bartering item. Coleman fuel is a white gas and it burns hot and it's clean. And it's definitely something that you want to have on hand. Some of what I'm going to talk about today may not necessarily apply to you or be something that you want to stock up on, but think about everything I talk about as a potential trading or bartering items. Because what's going to happen is invariably you're going to find yourself... In an emergency situation, you're not going to have everything you need. And you may have to work with other people in your neighborhood and in your community. And that's why I recently did a podcast on making relationships with like-minded people so that you can barter or trade. You may even find yourself in a situation where you're having to trade and barter with non-prepared people. Some of this stuff they're going to need. Brings me to my next point. Self-defense items. Things like guns and ammunition, pepper spray, knives, bats, slingshots, things like that. Now, here's what I want to say about self-defense stuff. If you're going to store guns then be sure that you also have about a thousand rounds of ammo for each caliber. This question is asked a lot. How much ammo should I have? Rule of thumb, thousand rounds of ammo. Should you go out and buy a thousand rounds of ammo today? Right now? No. If you can't afford it? No. If you can afford it, you got all your debts paid off, you're financially in good shape, and you can get a real good deal on a case of ammo? Okay, fine. Then, then buy a thousand. But Think about this. If the crap hits the fan, your ammo supplies could be worth more than cash and, and whatever it is that you choose to to store, make sure that you're not the victim of civil unrest or lawlessness and, and be sure you know how to use your guns or your self defense um, you know your bats, your pepper spray, your knives, your clubs. Go back and listen to the show that I did on non gun self defense that's the name i think it's called self defense without a gun. I did a whole show on items that you can use. That that don't involve owning a firearm. I'll just say this: this is subject for a whole entire show that I might do later. But just get good training, whatever it is that you decide. Uh, just make get get good training and, and know how to use it. Next, hand can openers. You know the recent um, that recent audio clip I played by Cody Lundin. So many people forget to to store a hand can opener. They're cheap. No I, no reason you shouldn't have one. If you don't have a hand can opener to open up some of the uh, canned goods either in your uh, emergency bag or that you've got stored at home, go get a couple of them right away. Uh, next, honey. A lot of people like to stock up on honey or, or different types of syrups and, uh, and and sugars. Honey is your best all-purpose sweetener, your all-purpose sweet item. The reason being is that it stores well. Stores longer than sugar. It has a better glycemic effect on your body than sugars do. If you do store sugar, um, consider storing sugar in a five-gallon bucket, uh, but use one of those um, stone sugar uh, preservers. Hang on, let me grab a call real quick. Business first, folks. Had to take a call. Anyway, use one of those stone sugar preservers. It helps keep the sugar soft and uh, and nice and 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 you know ready to use. Next. Rice, things like rice, beans, and wheat. White rice is now, what, 14, 15 bucks for a huge 50 pound bag um, over at Sam's Club or something like that. White rice stocks. Uh, are, are stocked in stores all over the place, and uh, it, it's easy to find white rice. Have it. Uh, the bottom line: when you see it on sh- on sale on shelves, um, and and if the price doesn't feel like it's higher than the national debt, go buy yourself some big fifty pound bags of rice. Rice, wheat, and beans will cook faster and with less hassle, also in a pressure cooker. Think about investing in a pressure cooker if you can afford it. You might want to put that on your list of things to afford or things to save up for. I would highly recommend that you think about the pressure cooker method of cooking. My mother is real big on that. You might also want to consider um, adding things like flaxseed and millet to your grain collection as well. they're good for your body. They're good for your digestive tract. I can't personally because I'm allergic. Uh, I'm a, I have celiac disease and I'm allergic to gluten. A lot of the grains out there I can't eat. But uh, my family can uh, can eat them, so I stock up on them as well for them. Vegetable oil. Vegetable oil for cooking and baking and things like that. You've got to have oil. So that uh, the hormones and the joints are going to function properly in your body. So don't skimp on things like vegetable oil. Uh, Peanut oil is something that I would uh, recommend. Peanut oil burns real hot and it stores for a long time. I've read blog posts about people storing peanut oil for as long as five years. I've got plenty of it. It hasn't been sitting around for five years. But if it can last for five years, that's great. Olive oil also has a good shelf life, and it's also real good for you. Another thing you might want to consider, too, is what they call um, expeller-pressed oil. It's a high quality refined coconut oil. Expeller pressed coconut oil. It's processed the old-fashioned way by a system called physical refining. You know the modern way of processing coconut oil is with chemical extraction. This uses physical extraction and it does not use solvents as extracts. And it's made the old-fashioned way by expeller presses, mechanical uh, extraction. One of the best things about it is it doesn't taste like coconut in your foods, and it has a real long shelf life. So think about that too when you're thinking about what types of oils to store. Next, I want to talk about charcoal and lighter fluid. Charcoal and lighter fluid is a good intermediate source of cooking. It's not real... It's not a long term solution, okay? Um, But being able to store enough um, is not, you know, being able to store long term amounts of charcoal and lighter fluid is not real practical and probably not a good idea either. Think of some of the other fuels I talked about earlier as the long stor- long-term storage, but for short-term and intermediate, hard to beat. A couple of good uh, bottles of charcoal and lighter fluid. Keep it on handy, even if you don't have a uh, a charcoal grill. Good stuff to have. Okay, water containers. Um, in my opinion, if you wait for the news report to, uh, to come out on the disaster to try to go get wa- water containers, you're too late. You, you should start acquiring water storage containers right now. I'll make a recommendation to use only hard, clear plastic to store your water. Don't use milk bottles. They break down quickly. And I would also su- suggest that you have water containers in, in various sizes so that you can have portable water to take if you've got a bug out quickly and you've got to throw some in a bug out bag. You know, remember this, you can go for food, or you can go without food for about a week, but uh three or four days without water, and that's about it. Now, the way I store good drinking water at home is I buy it in 3-liter hard plastic bottles. And I can if I if I watch the sales, I can get those 3-liter plastic bottles pretty cheap. I like to store it that way. Uh, that's for good drinking water and things. I've heard people are storing it 5 gallons at a time. Also, I keep at least a good 3 or 4 cases of bottled water around the house. And I have a case of bottled water in each vehicle at all times. Okay, next thing you might want to consider is, uh, uh, or, uh, excuse me, propane cylinders. Propane cylinders tend to get hoarded a lot in emergencies. If you have a gas grill, these are a must. Even if you don't, I'm telling you, a propane, a fresh tank of propane can be an excellent barter item to trade with your neighbors in a disaster. Um, Don't forget about baby supplies. That's the next thing I want to talk about. I remember those days. If you have an infant, stock up on diapers, formula, ointments, everything that those little ones need. I'd suggest that if you have a little one in diapers, um, that you at least store some uh, cloth diapers as well. Cloth diapers and pins, the old-fashioned way. It's good to have some of those around in an emergency. And if you don't have children, again, uh, baby supplies are also good barter and trade items, uh, if it ever comes down to that. Also, uh, cook stoves. Don't forget about propane cook stoves, like uh, Coleman cook stoves. I I would suggest that you get these now, too, while you have the ability to, because if there's a disaster that's in the forecast, those start flying off the shelves quickly as well. And... uh, The next item item I want to talk about, excuse me, is a, a real overlooked item, and that is vitamins. Vitamins also tend to be hoarded, and I'm actually kind of glad to hear that. Um, I'm I'm glad to hear that people, you know, think about also storing healthy items in a, uh, you know, in case there's some kind of an emergency also. Don't ever underestimate, folks, please, under any circumstance, don't underestimate the importance of vitamins. They're so crucial. And, you know, here in this country, due to the lack of the serious diseases that we have in our culture a lot of people have taken vitamins off their radar screen they don't feel like they need it or they don't feel like it's one of the priorities to stock but in an emergency when, when you're making your meals um from some of the stuff that you stored you might not have super nutritional items that are stored and the vitamins might be excellent supplements for uh, the way you might be eating if there's some kind of an emergency you might want to strongly consider vitamins C, E, and B those are all very critical, and uh, if you're involved in some kind of a, a nutrition program or if you have some kind of a nutritional counselor, ask him or her uh, any, uh, about any other types of vitamins, but C, E, and B are very critical. Also, don't forget hygiene products, shampoos, toothbrushes, toothpaste, floss, deodorants lotions. Again, this is something that seems to fall off of people's radar screen. They don't seem to think about, oh yeah, you know what? Things would get kind of nasty if I uh, had to go without hygiene products for 30 days, 60 days. Think about that. Also, don't forget about uh, antibacterial soaps as well. Uh, Next, thermal underwear. Those of you who live in the cold climates Especially, those can be a lifesaver. Uh, next, bow saws, axes, hatchets, things like that. Uh, never underestimate the importance of a good hatchet, a good small axe, um, a large knife, machetes, things like that. Uh, next, this next one is interesting, too, because this next one I want to talk about, a lot of people seem to forget about. Aluminum foil. Alright, stock up reasonable amounts of aluminum foil. Get the heavy duty type, the thick stuff. You can wash that, you can reuse it under a lot of different circumstances. Good to have lots of different uses for tin foil, and uh, don't forget about that one. Gas containers. Uh, if you have to evacuate, by vehicle. It's always uh, smart to have a little bit of gas on hand but this is kind of a controversial subject because for long-term uh, survival and long-term storage g- storing gas is kind of impractical unless you've got an outbuilding. If you've got a shed and you can store it properly in the proper containers then you're fine but it's dangerous to keep it in the garage uh, that's attached to your house and um, it's also going to put a target on your back from looters that um, that really uh, are are unprepared, so that's that's kind of a tough one. I'll just kind of let you make the decision on uh, storing gas and gas containers. I'll just say rule of thumb: keep your gas tank in your car as full as possible at all times. Just just a good rule of thumb on that one. Next, garbage bags. Another seemingly overlooked item. Uh, this is also another item that you don't want to skimp on. If sanitation is a problem. After uh, a disaster, you could have lots of dead bodies within a 50-mile radius of that disaster within about 60 to 90 days. And, and I'm not kidding. I, and again, I told you I would uh, talk about practical stuff, and I wouldn't talk about a lot of tinfoil hat stuff. But also, let's not forget about uh, animals and things. And uh, you've got to have a place to be able to remove dead animals and so forth. Uh, garbage bags can also be used. The good heavy-duty contractor-grade garbage bag. I've got uh, three in each emergency bag, and I've got about five or six in each of my bug-out bags. The emergency bags being the, one, the ones in the vehicles. It's impossible to have too many good quality garbage bags. Also, obvious, don't forget about paper products. Toilet paper, Kleenex, paper towels. Um, let me ask you a question. Do you even know how long one roll of toilet paper lasts in your house? If not, figure that out and start doing the math and, uh, you know, how much you're going to need for 30 days. Start figuring that out. Also, uh, paper plates and plastic cups and uh, and plastic utensils, throw away utensils, will also um, help you save water in an emergency. And if your water supply is contaminated, you need to have something to eat off of and maybe you can't wash dishes because your water supply might be contaminated. So that's where the paper plates and cups come in handy. Um, Next item you might want to think about is milk. And I want you to start thinking in terms of powdered milk, condensed milk. Uh, If you're going to store that kind of stuff, one thing uh, that I've read, make sure that you shake the canned milk about every 90 to 120 days. Mix it up. Um, You can make a lot of dairy products with powdered milk. You can make cheese, yogurt, butter, sour cream, stuff like that with powdered milk. Also, garden seeds. I know a lot of you who listen to this show are avid gardeners. Um, stock up on all the seeds you can. Seeds are cheap and uh, get good ones. Here's another item that gets overlooked a lot. Clothes pins and clothes hangers. Um, this is one of those items where people go, "Oh, duh! Yeah, of course I need that." But so many people forget to stock up on it. But most of us take our our electric dryers and and uh, and so forth for granted. Uh, get some good old fashioned clothespins and uh, and clothes hangers. And uh, the next item I want to talk about, I'm a firm believer in canned meats. Um, big wholesale warehouses like Sam's Club and Costco sell good quality canned beef and chicken and turkey and tuna and stuff like that in large quantities pretty cheap and i also want you to rethink something i want you to rethink the negative stigma you might have of spam uh... there's a lot of dishes you can make with make with it in spam stores for a long time Personally, I like to store things. I hate spam, so I don't like to eat it. But I like to store things like tuna, chicken, turkey, canned stuff like that. But, you know, I wanted to throw the spam out there because I know people make fun of it. But there's actually, um, you can do a lot more with it than you think so. Than you think you can. Fire extinguishers. That, this next item I want to talk about for here for a bit. Wherever there's chaos, there are also fires. Remember that make sure you're prepared when it comes to fires also smoke detectors and carbon monoxide detectors. since i'm talking about safety products and, and home safety products and stuff like that you also may want to con- consider having a, um, a couple of large boxes of baking soda for putting out small fires alright next first aid kits a lot of discussion about first aid kits recently on our forum ideally It'd be nice to have a military field surgical kit on hand, but if not, just put together a good homemade first aid kit and uh, use one of those uh, those large plastic freezer bags. Um, those huge Glad freezer bags work very well. I've got a couple of homemade uh, first aid kits. Check our forum. There's some people on that have uh, plenty of good experience that have made some good posts on our forum putting together a homemade um, first aid kit. In your first aid kit, make sure you've got aspirin, ibuprofen, and Tylenol, and cough syrup. Basic things like that. Those over-the-counter counter pain relievers can really be huge in an emergency situation, I'm telling you. And they're cheap. And have one of each type. Have aspirin, ibuprofen, um, uh, acetaminophen, and... Uh, let's see, what's the last one? And, uh, and the naproxen sodium. Have all of those four because people's bodies react differently chemically to the different types of over-the-counter painkillers. Uh, batteries. You want to make sure you have plenty of batteries on hand. In my opinion, though, the best kind of batteries to store are the rechargeable kind. And if you can, get a solar battery charger. But if you're just going to store regular batteries, make sure that you check the expiration dates. Be aware of them. Good, I, a good rule of thumb with batteries, do like I do. I like to rotate them a lot. So after, um, after the batteries have been uh, for about a month or so in my bags, I take them out and I use them. And then I uh, put that on my list to replenish when I go to the store. Okay. Uh, next, let's talk about matches. Matches are a huge asset. Uh, if you can store them, obviously, in a waterproof container, you always want to have ways to make a fire. You might be better off buying a magnesium fire starter or some blast matches. But, you know, fire-making equipment is pretty cheap, folks. So in every uh, emergency bag and also at home, make sure that you've got plenty of ways to make a fire. If you're going to get matches, keep in mind that the, uh, the boxed um, wooden matches, the Strike Anywhere type, are the kind that I would recommend and those typically get hoarded pretty quickly in an emergency as well okay uh, next I want to talk about is uh, writing paper and in notepads pencils things like that You know, I don't really need to expand on that. I mean, there's all kinds of uses for being able to have writing paper, and and especially keeping kids entertained in an emergency. They can draw pictures. Uh, My son loves to draw. uh, I make sure that I store lots of uh, tablets for him to write on and draw his pictures and his cartoons and things. Uh, Next item I want to talk about gets overlooked quite a bit. uh, Work clothes. Work clothes, like work boots... Work belts, gloves, work jeans, things like that. In an emergency, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to be a lot more active. And so the everyday clothes that you wear for looks and fashion may not be all that functional in in an emergency. So have what I call labor-suitable clothes. Also, don't forget about uh, flashlights, light sticks, things like that, portable lighting So important. And cast iron cookware. Something else I don't want you to uh, overlook. If you do find yourself having to cook on a raw, open flame, you probably don't want to be using your standard pots and pans. All right? You want to have some good cast iron cookware for cooking on an open flame. And also, let's not forget about fishing supplies and tools. Um... The likelihood of you having to fish for food is kind of slim, but it's, it's a good thing to have on hand anyway. A lot of people get focused uh, pretty heavily on this. A lot of people think they can, they're going to go hunt and fish to feed their family um, into perpetuity. You know, folks, that that's pretty tough. Unless you're a real skilled hunter and a real skilled fisherman. This is why I'm a big advocate of storing food because unless you're really skilled in hunting and fishing even though you should have some good basic fishing supplies deciding that that's going to be the final way that you're going to be able to feed you and your family I think is kind of unrealistic again you might disagree with me that's okay send me some comments I'd love to hear whatever comments you have on that but I think it's it's fairly unrealistic now food storage is finite I understand that I've heard people say well you know you you just can never get enough food stored and eventually it's gonna run out yes that's when being able to fish and forage and hunt for your food is important. But I like to talk about likelihood scenarios, and that's probably not the most common situation that you're going to find yourself in. Uh, next, uh, l- I want to talk about um, insect repellents. Don't forget about storing uh, insect sprays and creams and lotions. Uh, you you want to be as comfortable as possible, and... Uh, the bug's eating you alive in an emergency is no, no fun, folks. Also, um, don't forget about duct tape. Obviously, this kind of goes without saying, I, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway. You need duct tape, and you need lots of it. Store as much duct tape as you can. It's cheap, it's necessary, and it's so universal, uh, which leads me into shelter materials, uh, heavy tarps, stakes, Ropes, things like that, to be able to build um, shelter. Highly critical. Candles. I know a lot of you have been posting information recently about candles on the forum. Um, These typically run in short supply pretty quickly. So have a small supply of candles on hand uh, in advance. And, um, you know, the old old is forever new, folks. The old-fashioned way sometimes is still so applicable today. And uh, just a few more items I want to mention, and then we'll close the show. Let's talk about knives. Um, I'm a firm believer you can't have too many really good knives. You can't have too many ways to cut things, especially in a in an emergency and survival situation. Um, obviously, they're also good weapons, but you know they're great tools, and they're great ways to... Uh, pair of food. you got to have good knives. Don't skimp on something like this. Uh, I just recently bought an excellent uh, six-inch uh, K-Bar uh, with a really, really thick blade of excellent steel. If you go check the form, you'll see my new K-Bar knife. Um, so many things I can do with that thing. I'm already trying to come up with ways that I can uh, practice using my, uh, my new survival knife. Bedding! Um, You might believe your bed is comfortable enough, but you're very likely uh, to be um, taking others in to your house if there's an emergency. And you're going to need some extra bedding. So think about that. You might also have to evacuate to a place where bedding is not uh, very plentiful. So have some good sheets, uh, some good... uh, Portable pillows, uh, inflatable mattresses, blankets, uh, ground mattresses, things like that on hand. Um, A good night's sleep is always going to be so critical. People are so stressed out during a disaster, the good night's sleep is hard to come by. Don't forget about games, uh, board games, cards, dice, things like that. I like seeing uh, people uh, that, that store these types of things because entertainment during an emergency is so important. You need, to, you need to start developing the foresight that, and thinking about the fact that people are going to have psychological and mental needs in emergencies as well. And they're going to have the need to connect with their loved ones. And things like games, board games, and dice, excellent way to connect um, with family members and keep people entertained. Um, the next thing I can think of would be lumber, 2x4s, uh, and sheets of plywood are also very important, obviously not very portable, but good to have at home. There's always a a good use for 2x4s and plywood. Keep some of that. And last, but certainly not least, guns and ammo. A lot of emergency preparedness experts tend to shy away from discussing guns and and ammo, but I think you're being naive, and I think you're being reckless if you shy away from talking about this. If there is an emergency, trust me, folks chaos is going to break out, especially if it's a long-term emergency. And there's no guarantees that the people that are behind bars are going to stay there either. And there's going to be a lot of people that are going to freak out, that are not going to be prepared, they're going to be desperate, they're going to be highly motivated to get the resources that they need from your supplies because they didn't prepare. And folks, mark my words, I'm not trying to be an alarmist here, and I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist, but there will come a time which ammo is going to be worth more than the currency you carry in your purse or your wallet. And even if you don't believe you're going to have to use your guns and ammo, remember, uh, especially ammunition, it's going to make an excellent bartering tool. And so with that said, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. I hope I've given you some things to start thinking about. Don't hoard these, folks. Just have moderate supplies of all of these. Don't be an extremist. Don't go too far. But try to have as balanced of an approach as you can. Practical stocking of supplies is what we've just covered. So thanks for listening to episode number 55. My name is Bob Main. I'm your host. This is today's survival show where we help you tap into that power of choice to live a more secure life and to strengthen your resolve. Our goal is to try to make survival simple, not extreme. And thanks for tuning in, folks, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Just as her father gave